All right, welcome everybody today to the Dodgeball Podcast with Brett and Steve. Uh, today we are going to talk about uh, a little bit about the NCDA, but first we want to give some honorable mention to uh, some of the other types of dodgeballs that we left out of our foam versus rubber discussion. We just wanted to bring them up and acknowledge that they're out there because they are out there and people do play with them. Um, they are a thing. They're, they're just not as widespread as some of the others. So first and foremost is the the cloth volleyballs or the cloth dodgeballs um, that they play with in the International Dodgeball Federation. Um Steve, I, I've actually never played with them in a tournament. I've seen them, I've held them, and I've thrown them. They're strange. They're very weird to me. Um, I know you've had a little bit more experience with them than I have. Can you describe them for people? I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain to describe it. It's like a, it's like a water volleyball skin, and it's maybe seven point five inches. Rather, it's yellow. It's got a bullseye on it. It came from the International Dodgeball Federation, which I don't even know if that exists anymore, but it's. It, it's like impossible to grip it's fairly easy to catch and it, it it's just a um man you want to talk about throwing a wrench in the gears it is a it's just a strange ball but unfortunately it seems to be like a pretty big on the international scene from what i've seen lately in, in the uh the research i've been doing yeah i mean i've i've never played with them like i said i've 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 held them a couple times and I've thrown them when someone brought it, but they, I mean, they're almost an oddity. You know, someone brought it and was like, hey, check out this weird dodgeball. Like, people play with this. Can you believe it? It. Why would they do that? It's just so, it's just so strange. And I think you kind of actually have to have really big hands to be able to manipulate that thing. Um, all right. So then another type of ball that we left out, um, it's, we've kind of mentioned it a couple times here and there, are, are stingers, which are rubber, technically. They're rubber dodgeballs. They're just very small. I don't know the exact size of them, but they're, they're like inches. a softball almost, right? A little bit smaller than a softball, I would say. And I mean, you can just hurl those things. Like I, I mean, I've seen, I've literally heard of someone breaking a rib getting hit with a stinger because you just get so much pinpoint force behind them. Somebody broke their somebody broke their arm throwing a stinger. How do you, <laughs> how do you break your arm throwing a ball? So this kid was maybe he weighed like ninety pounds. Uh, this is this is a long time ago, back in twenty uh, two thousand seven. He um he was playing for All God's People, which I think was a team that eventually fed into Rise. They had a little bit of a blend. And um, this kid was just like just hugging these things. Like it's just the hardest I've ever seen ever. And he um, he was warming up with Mason after the uh, round robin was done uh, prior to bracket play. And I guess he just threw as hard as he could at Mason. Mason's like, hey man, throw at me as hard as you can because I want to try to catch these. And um, we were playing against him uh, for bracket play and then he, he just like cocked back through and the next thing you know he just goes to the ground clutching his arm and he, he like snapped his arm I mean that's just insane to think about for me <laughs> like yeah, somebody threw so hard they broke their arm I just so so stingers are yeah. another type of ball um, they are played with you know here and there the NDL uses them in a couple different divisions um, every once in a while the NDL only uses them Elite had a uh, stinger pinch uh, tournament last year was it? I think so. Yeah, in December. And like I said, you know, there these are balls that are used occasionally, but they're not really the mainstream. Um, with the exception of this last ball that I want to talk about a little bit, which is um, it's called a no sting or a stay puffed ball. Um, it's kind of the the hybrid between foam and rubber. It's a technically a rubber ball. It's super pliable. It's very soft for a rubber. Kind of ball. Feels like jelly almost. Almost, yeah. And then. Uh, they call it rubberized foam in some places, and it's... That's a good way to put it. It's softer. It's much, much softer. Um, the nice part about those is, I mean, those are what's used in UDC, and those are what's used um, in a lot of uh, um, amateur leagues or recreational leagues. Um, 
a lot of people like those because they're much smaller than a rubber ball, but they still have that kind of feel of a rubber ball where you, you know, you're able to, to really get some speed behind them and get some pop on them and, and get those satisfying thuds when you hit people. But, right. but it also is easier to hold for newer players and um, doesn't chase away uh, females if they exactly, get blasted. Right. WeHo, um, was it West Hollywood Dodgeball? They mm-hmm. use those, and I believe they'll be used in the Sin City Shootout also. Yep. And they're they're actually kind of fun, like because they have that give. They're not as hard to catch as foam, but it definitely takes some adjusting. I uh, see. I think they're much harder to catch than foam. Personally, I I think foam is much easier to catch than the no sting for some reason, and, and that could just be a byproduct of practice, but. Maybe that's just me. Maybe just uh, maybe I'm basing it off one event, but when I played in Sin City last year, it took a couple of tries to finally catch them, and then I was just uh, wasn't necessarily plucking them out of the air, but I was I was catching like I would a rubber ball. So, uh, what's the weirdest ball you've ever played with, Steve? Um, the weirdest ball I've ever played with would have to be that that International Dodgeball Federation water volleyball cloth thing that is just an abomination to the sport <laughs> of dodgeball. It is such a terrible thing. Uh, it's so terrible that we used to have a ball similar to that back in the old, old days of Tucson Dodgeball when we would just play open gym. We would just bring a ball. If it was round, bring it. Heck, it, we'll, we'll throw and we'll play. So we had this one ball that was kind of just like that. It was like a, it, it was a water volleyball, almost the same makeup, just, just for a different sport. And we, uh, we called it the ball of shame because <laughs> it, was just, it was just so impossible to throw. So easy to catch that if I hit you, Brett, with that thing, then you were just a terrible human being and you deserve to be shamed. And sure enough, like so the play would stop. If, if somebody hit somebody with that thing, play would stop and everyone would just yell, shame, shame on you, you're terrible. And so uh, that would have to be the weirdest thing I've ever played with. Um, how about you? For, for me, it's, it's honestly a, a simple answer and it's an eight and a half inch rubber ball just blown up to the point where you can't fit any more air in it at all i've played in a few tournaments that was a terrible yeah you just it's the it's the same eight and a half inch rubber ball that i love to play with and you just pump so much air into it it's like literally the the second before it pops you stop and you're like that's good and, and you can't rock solid yeah, it's rock solid it's rock hard you can't hold it you can't throw it you can hardly catch it uh the game is super slow it's just it's weird it's so weird to me like why wouldn't you want people to be able to hold a ball and i've had people say like oh well that's dodgeball man like no no that's no, it not isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh balls for balls was that tournament you had where we uh, met you guys they i looked over i was just surveying you know the, the ball quality because i get way into it and i saw there was the mikasa white dodgeball I was like okay cool they know what they're doing they pick it up and i'm like oh no oh god now they messed up and then not to mention like it was rainy it was muddy like it was already hard enough to like keep your 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 like a solid footing so that really made the entire tournament just kind of a well i can't say that word but it was it was a show you know yeah. it was it was interesting anyway so i just thought we'd we'd give some airtime to some of the other balls that are out there just so people know what is out there um clearly those three are not our favorite three um the no sting balls are gaining some prevalence um and i don't i don't hate those ones as much as i i dislike the others but they're out there and you know people do play with them so uh, that's just something to be aware of um and it really is a personal preference thing, I think. Some people really, really enjoy the nose thing. Some people really enjoy those cloth volleyballs that Steve hates so much. Oh, they're terrible. It, <laughs> just, it all them. just depends. Everybody that's a dodgeball player hates them. Just, I'm going to go there. I think Europe like would have something to say with you about that. Bring it. Anyway, so what we wanted to talk about today was growth in dodgeball. Um, and specifically, we want to rope the, the NCDA into this because Steve and I were kind of talking a while back about, like, what if there was this college system um, similar to a lot of other collegiate sports that would prepare people for professional leagues or the Olympics or anything like that? What if there was a college 
uh, league that you could play in. You go to University of Arizona, you go to University of Florida, you jump on their dodgeball team if you're good enough, you get a scholarship, and then you're able to play in a pro league if you're good enough. How would you want to see that play out, Steve? What what would be the structure of that? How would it work? So never never mind even just like the professional thing because that's so far away from now. Um, what I would like to see is kind of like you said, we we get them young, and uh, they see that, that at the end of the at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, there's there's Vegas, there's elite, there's the um, there's the um, international scene. There's just there's just a progression of of skill, but. To come in at a college level, man, that'd be amazing because looking at Arizona alone, you got NAU, U, um, U of A, ASU, Pima, all these community colleges, man, that would just be a huge feeder system into the sport. And where I'm getting at is, um, you know, before you do it, I'm getting old. I'm, I guess I am old. You're getting older. I don't older. even have to say it anymore. You say it yourself. I've trained you well. Yeah, I just want to take that from you. But, uh, you know, people, they, they get old, they get married, they change careers, they, um, they have kids, they move on. One thing that is just a very alarming thing to notice, um, and I thought it was just a Tucson dodgeball thing, is that um, nobody replaces them. So if we lose like five or six good players and we don't have a, a system where people are coming back, as Caitlin was kind of uh, pointing out last week, that's really bad and detrimental to the sport. So what I would like to see is, yes, I would like to see a college um, – mass recruitment type to get people playing and, and let them see that there is more to dodgeball than just the uh, recreational you know charity tournament or the, whatever frat tournament that some of the guys went to last week like there's stick with it there's gonna be more things out there for you and you know if it ultimately led into like a professional league then heck yeah it'd be so, awesome so on the college level you've got these let's, let's say it's intramural you don't even travel around to other colleges you've just got you've got four or five teams at the University of Arizona that all play each other in, intram- in an intramural fashion those of those four or five teams, you're going to have roughly, you know, 30 to 40 players. Of those 30 to 40 players, three, four, five people really, really love it and want to, you know, go out and join a league. Um, hop on a traveling yeah, team. Yeah, or, or hop on a traveling team or, you know, start, start that thing. Is that sustainable? Is that something, you know, that you can see being enough? I think so. I mean, look look at the Balls for Balls tournament. So when I... When I got the email, if we um, wanted to bring a team to that, I saw, okay, well, this is just going to be a stupid tournament, but let's say like of these you know, five or six teams that show up, there's got to be at least two people out there that are going to love the sport so much, they're going to come back and they're going to come to open gym. And that's precisely what happened with, with you guys. You know, you, you saw us play, you saw that uh, even though it was kind of a crap fest, there was a, um, there was a higher level of dodgeball that we were bringing. And when you found out that we had open in leagues and tournaments going on, you guys decided to to hop on board, and that was just a, a, a once off tournament. Now imagine if there was, like you said, intramural intramural leagues where that is just across the U.S. Like, yeah, that would definitely be scalable. I'd love to see that. I think dodgeball in college is totally viable. Um, I, they actually have Quidditch teams in uh, college that I've seen, especially at NAU. It's like a real thing. So I think that uh, that's actually something that could definitely happen. They have Quidditch teams. They do, and and it's actually a lot of fun. I played it. It's it's a blast. Why the heck aren't there dodgeball teams <laughs> if they have That's freaking Quidditch? This uh, <laughs> all right. So that it brings us it brings us to this uh, it brings us to the NCDA because it turns out there already is something out there called the National Collegiate Do- Dodgeball. Ugh, the National Collegiate Dodgeball Association. If I can get their name right. Yeah, I think you're still butchering it. It's 
National College Dodgeball Association. Collegiate college. You know, it's the same thing. Oh, crap. Anyway, it's collegiate. Dang Thank it. you. <laughs> See, I, I, man, I love being right. That yeah, must be nice. So what, what we did was, uh, you know, honestly, Steve and I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, we've heard about it. We've kind of heard the the rumors, so to speak, about how they operate. But we, we really don't know a whole lot about it. So we went out and we got uh, Dylan Fettig um, to do an interview with. He is, he's played in the NCDA. He's got a lot more experience with it than we do. And we just wanted to kind of pick his brain a little bit about how it works, how they find players, how they... How they do a little bit of everything, so we'll bring him in. All right, welcome, Dylan. Um, if you don't mind, just go ahead and give us a brief intro- uh, introduction of yourself. Um, who are you? Who do you play for? Um, I am Dylan Fettig. I play with Grand Rapids Dynasty, and in college, I played with uh, Grand Valley State University. Excellent. Uh, so, Dylan, did Dynasty play in every division of Elite? We did not play in co-ed. Okay. Um, what, the reason we have you on the show is we wanted you to tell us a little bit about the NCDA, how it operates, um, how many teams are there, just just kind of the general stuff. Yeah. So um, we are a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Um, we play a larger scale 15 on 15 um, on a full-size basketball court. Um we have been a governing body since uh, 2005, and uh, the oldest club in the league is DePaul. They actually came to uh, the Elite National Championship this year. They've been a team since 2000. And how many teams uh, do you have total? Well, right now we have uh, around 24, but there's been a total of 38 teams over the years that have been a part of the league. and. Nice. Some of them have dropped out for different reasons. Now, are these um, university-specific teams, or this, does this include like community colleges as well? Uh, we've had a couple community colleges, but mostly they're uh, Division Two or Division Three universities. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, what do you what do you do exactly for the uh, for the NCDA? Like, what is your position and and your role? So, so my role is the uh, director of league expansion. So. What I'm, what I do is I try to, uh, if I hear about someone that's playing dodgeball to college, or I try to contact them and see if they would like to join the league, or I try to get a name out there. Um, I've spent some time emailing, uh, like club sports heads of departments and asking them if they have any uh, groups on campus that play dodgeball, trying to find some. At people that are interested in joining the league. Fair enough. Now, uh, when you when you reach out to these, um, whether they're leagues or teams, do you ever meet like any resistance? Um, like, oh, your rules are different, or oh, we don't want to play. You know, fifteen on fifteen. Um, is there anybody that are they pretty receptive to to joining your organization, or do, do you have? Any- um, yeah, I there's there's some people that play with different balls, or they don't have enough people, or they uh, that traveling is too far for them or they don't have funding. There's always um, different kind of issues that you have to deal with, and we try to uh, help out as much as we can. We don't we don't charge any uh, membership dues for the first two years for teams, so that tra- that helps them. Um, we every year we uh, at the captains meeting at nationals we 
we have we talk about the rule book. We try to um, cater to what everyone thinks that we should change or what we should do differently. And so we're we're pretty uh, open to helping out teams and help them join the league. So what are your plans for, let's say, us out here in Arizona? You know, we have ASU, NAU, and, and U of A, and the uh, the potential for, for, for players, I believe, is huge. Um, right. And any plans to reach out over here? And, and how could, you know, what, what would you need to, to make that happen? Um, well, we, we actually have, we have talked to some people out of Arizona State, and they they voice their interest. Um, we would we would definitely welcome welcome them into the league. Um, of course, it'd be difficult for traveling purposes for them to uh, make it out here. But um, I think the best way to get them involved would be to um, ex- slowly expand out the, out west. So I think our most our furthest west team is uh, North Texas, and they don't make it out to very many events. Um, so Dylan, one of the things we've been talking about in this episode is the idea of a, a national, um, like an, a truly national college um, feeder system that would kind of push people, you know, once they move on from college, push people up to, you know, the international and national, um, you know, quote unquote professional scenes. Right. Do you feel like that's uh, kind of the NCDA's ultimate vision is to have kind of a you know a coast to coast representation at different schools? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we that's what we would we would enjoy to do is to become that big and you know um, best case scenario would be that we would be kind of like the NCAA where there's a professional league that we that our that our members could. Uh, build up and you know make it into the the pros. I mean, uh, I'd love to see that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, but you know we we've only been a, a governing body since for eleven years now, and we've already doubled our our teams in the last six years. So we uh, we're working our way towards that. It sounds like you guys are, are doing really well at, uh, at growth in general. Um, I want right. to transition to talk a little bit about your rules specifically. Um, yeah. So the people that have heard about the NCDA out here on the West Coast kind of hear that it's it's total chaos. Like there's, you know, there's 15 people. It's, it's a huge court. Yeah, it's a huge court. It's total chaos. Right. There's balls flying right. everywhere. Um, <clears throat> how many balls specifically do you use? And would you say that, that it's fast paced compared to other dodgeball you've seen? Um, so there's there's ten balls on the court. Um, I don't. You see, I I don't really understand the 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 idea of making it like extremely fast paced. Like elite games could last like thirty seconds. You know, um, right. they don't they don't like in in the more highly competitive matches. But um, we play we play a fifty minute time limit. Uh, you you the winner is the team with the most amount of points. You score points by eliminating the other team. Um, so it can be fast paced. Like you can, it's we we play with 15 people on the court. Uh, there's a, one of the big reasons is you know the it's a the college organization. So um, people are constantly coming in, and going out. Um, we don't want it. Like if you got too small, like elite, you could have your whole 
team graduate and then you just wouldn't exist anymore. So that's fair. We feel that you know having uh, a quarter of your team graduate each year with 15 people on the on the team, then you have a greater possibility of like retaining as a club. Makes sense. But um, uh, we try to we have a we have a uh, each team has a shot clock, a 15 second shot clock. Um, so we try to keep the game rolling. Some teams like to play slower. Some teams like to play play faster. It just depends on uh, each team's different strategy. So kind of like elite, it varies. Some people are running guns. Some will right, take their time. Right. Yeah. So does so Dylan? Uh, one of the other things that that's kind of the the rumor out here is that if you don't pinch, then you're not going to be any good in NCDA. Is that true? Do does everyone pinch? I know the the Midwest in general is kind of a hub for pinching. Right. Uh, um, are there people there so that don't? It's not. It's definitely not required. There's uh, there's no requirement on how you want you want to throw the ball. Uh, my first three years, I didn't pinch at all. Um, I was. Uh, I don't know what you guys call it, but I was more of like a clamper, kind of like uh, what Billy does. Okay. Um, but I I kind of changed to gripping. I, I grip like 50% of the time now because, uh, you know, some of the balls can get wet or sweaty and it's hard to hold on to them. But it's definitely not required to do either way. And we... You know, we have several teams have females on the team that get get along just fine with uh, with everyone else gripping. Is there a gender requirement since you mentioned females? No, there's not. We're we are proudly co-ed. Um, there was we had an event just a couple weekends ago, and Kentucky brought I think they had four females on their roster. So, so Dylan, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here since we brought up pinch. Um, yeah, I know this is a, a bit of a controversial topic among people who pinch and people who don't, um, and there's kind right. of a, a, a war a little bit. Do you think That's that crusade, pinching man. is a crutch, or do you think that it requires more skill? Where do you stand on the on the the topic? You said you kind of do a little bit of both, but do you think that playing pinch dodgeball is harder, or vice versa? Um, I I'm personally uh, obviously in favor of it. We won a league national championship. Um, and I, I like it. I think it adds more um, like more depth to the game and it separates uh, the separates, you know, like the the middle class players from the upper class players. Uh, I really like to use it for blocking purposes. I've I've messed up my thumbs uh, by blocking without pinching. So I think that's a big thing and I think I I really like the sky zone allows pinching to block. Um, but yeah, I, I would, uh, I would prefer that pinching was the number one event for elite, but I understand where it's at right now. Well, I heard you guys put on quite the show at, uh, I wasn't able to stay for the pinch division, um, in Vegas for elite, but I, I heard you guys put on quite the show and I heard you guys came out and just ruthlessly eviscerated most teams. So, you know, it's good to see that there is a pinch team that can kind of take it to everyone and show them that, that it is a real division, which is nice. It was against Task Force Unicorn, right, that you guys played against Dylan for the championship? Yeah, that so, was Nashville, yeah. So those guys were, were nasty. Like, I saw them last year playing against Doom, and I just cannot believe some of the talent that I was watching and some of the 
the drama that was unfolding and, and catching. So when I found out that Team Dynasty or Dynasty came in and, and uh, beat them, I I too missed it. But I was just like, wow, I I wonder what that looked like. That that has to be just just crazy. Um, is there is there a desire for for these uh, for these teams to to come to Elite and and you know ditch the fifteen player mentality and even give up pinch to play in in rubber uh, for Elite? Is there like I, I guess we kind of like inferred that Elite's like the, the next level, but do a lot of people see it that way? Well, um, it's funny that you say that because uh, you know uh, Elite has the Elite players have the mindset that college ball is you know, kind of like a, kind of like a, you know, like not as serious as elite. Like and a, a lot of college people think that uh, elite isn't, is, isn't as competitive as college ball. So uh, we're having more, more people express interest for joining elite. I think we're going to have a couple new teams this next season out of, out of the NCDA. But um, I personally think that uh, the the best kind of dodgeball would be kind of a blend of the two, maybe like a like a ten or eleven people per side. Well, that's you know that's why we brought you on the show is because we wanted to expose um, people to the NCDA because there are a lot of people who who haven't even been to Elite who haven't even heard of the NCDA. So we wanted to give right, it a, right. you know a fair voice with someone who knows what they're talking about because. Frankly, Steve and I don't. So thank you so much, Dylan, for right. coming on and, and doing this interview with us. We really appreciate it. Um, I, yeah, I personally look forward to seeing you next year in Pinch. I didn't get to play this one, but I, I intend to play next one because I, I want to see it firsthand from you guys. I, want, I heard you guys were good, and I want to, I want to test it out. Um, real right. quick, Dylan, before you go. So if anybody's uh, interested in, in reaching out to the NCDA and saying, you know, hey, I'm out in New Mexico. Hey, I'm out in Texas. Hey, me, myself, in Arizona, like, we want to help you guys expand. We want to, to help dodgeball grow. It doesn't matter if you guys are playing pinch or throwing rocks at each other. Whatever right. helps. Um, you know, who would we, would we just, is there like an email that we'd reach out to? Do we just go to um, ncdadodgeball.com? What, what's, um, what's the best way to at least get the conversation going? Yeah, if you, so if you go to our website, we have um, a bunch of information on there and how to start a club. But you can also just send us out an email at ncdadodgeball at gmail.com or shoot me a message on Facebook or really anything. We try to respond within as soon as we can. So we're nice. always open to new teams and new interests. Perfect. Dylan, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you for telling us a little bit about NCDA and uh, dispelling some of the rumors. Giving us some insight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have hey, a man. good morning, man. You too. So, uh, what is pinch? Brett, how would you describe pinch? Other than just a, a different way to manipulate the ball, just like you're kind of gripping it and it gives you powers. So most people, when they pick up a dodgeball for the first time, um, they they just hold it. They hold it like they would a baseball or, you know, they, they grab it and they try to throw it. And it ends up being a shot put for most people because they're not used to throwing a ball that big. Um, pinch kind of levels the playing field in that regard because what it does is you you literally smash the ball into the palm of your hand by pinching it so you kind of fold the rubber over itself and and so that you have like a grip on it basically kind of like a, a handle, handle. Yeah. yeah like a kettlebell almost yeah exactly so you're, you're holding the ball like a handle and then what you're able to do then is you don't have to worry about holding it as much 
about where it is in your hand and your all of your power and all of your focus can be on your arm motion and you know whipping it around so it kind of levels the playing field for people who can't hold the ball as well um the reason that we wanted to bring it up with dylan uh was because you know pinch is one of those things it's one of those topics that people are staunchly divided on and i'm i'm one of them i uh i will admit i am i'm not anti-pinch that's not the right way to say it but i definitely don't love it as much i i I, i'm i'm what i consider a dodgeball purist and i think that you should be able to throw a dodgeball the normal way every time um and i know that like i said that's a good way to put it i'm I am just on one side of that, and there is another side of that, and I'm I'm willing to have that debate with anyone that will have it. Uh, so but, there's 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 a couple of key debates that take place. One is foam versus rubber, and then when you look at rubber now, it's purest dodgeball, as you would put it, versus pinch, and that that's going to be a hopefully a great topic that we can uh, segue into. So so uh, Steve, what was your the first time you ever played pinch? Like it's it's one of those things when you get introduced to it, it's so. It sounds so simple, like, well, why wouldn't you want to pinch? It's easier to throw, right? That's how we got started a long time ago when we first did Open Gym. Uh, Mason, the monster that he is, somehow, like, Prometheus gave fire to men, showed us, hey, if you hold the ball this way, it goes faster. And the second that he taught us that, we were just like, wow, I just, like, added 10 miles per hour on my throw. I can curve. I can just do crazy stuff. And so we actually started Tucson Dodgeball with the foundation of pinching as our main way to throw. And, um, you know, I don't want to take up too much more time. We can definitely get into this uh, next episode with Kenny. But, um, you know, for the longest time I was pro-pinch. I was all about pinching and, and loved it. I See, I've never been because when I came into the sport, pinching wasn't allowed. So it was I, kind I, of was like kind a of, taboo. Was, right. It, you know, and the the reasoning at the time was because pinching actually does destroy dodgeball. So if you're a, a if you're a small organization that doesn't have a lot of money coming in and you're trying to sustain a dodgeball league, pinching will kill your league because you have to replace the balls so often that you're going to like all of your league dues are just going to go straight to buying balls over was, and over again. I was more worried about it killing my players or that. Yeah. And and there is a higher level of intensity. So the first time I ever played pinch was in uh, the New York Throwdown um, in Rochester a couple of years ago. And I was with Rampage at the time, and uh, we, you know, our captain at the time was like, hey, guys, do you want to play in the pinch division? And a few of us were like, sure, I don't know what that is, but more dodgeball is better dodgeball, right? <laughs> um, and so we, we got onto the court, and I, th- I believe our first game was against a West Coast team, Rise. Um, and they, they pinched, they pinched well. Um, there was one person or two people on their team specifically that were better at it than others. And really, it didn't feel much different, you know? It's now their arm who... Now someone who didn't have an arm before had an arm, and it's like, okay, well, they're the same team either way. Um, and then we played a team who was there for the pinch division. And let me tell you what a change that was, because we lined up, and we did the rush, and within five seconds of the rush, I had a bloody nose. And that had never, ever happened to me before in dodgeball. Were you just nervous? Or no, no, no. I, I got hit in the face. <laughs> and. I mean, this kid, like, I in the open division, I don't remember who it was, and I wish I did because I'd like to go back to him, and, and, and I'd like to go back to him and show him how hard I throw now. But he he couldn't throw a dodgeball to save his life in the open division. Like, I mean, it was a team, like, I think they ended up in, like, the, the bottom three of that tournament uh, in the open division. And then they come out and pinch, and, I mean, it's, it's a whole other team. Like, these, all of a sudden, every single person on their team can throw 60-plus miles an hour with movement where they want it for the most part you know there's there's a little less control with pinch in a lot of in a lot of ways because you're just hucking it as hard as you can um or a lot of people do and it it just transformed that team um and for me like at the time i viewed it as a crutch you know it's like well 
this is a bad dodgeball team that was made better by pinching. Um, was it an East Coast team? It was. Yeah, chance? it was an okay. East Coast team. And my my view of that has been tempered now. Um, I don't view it as a crutch as much. I still think. I guess I do. I like. I don't want to take credit away from anyone. It's just a different game. It's a different skill set to me. Um, it's a different game entirely. It's it's like having the foam versus rubber. I was debate. just gonna They're say it's like things. saying people that throw foam they can't throw rubber. Oh, we we just gave them a crutch. Doom on us because we can't adapt. And it's you know, and it's perfectly fair to like one or the other. You know, as Dylan said, he, if he, if it was up to him, it would be pinch across the board, and that's fine. Um, I know a lot of people who are like that. It's it is probably a fifty fifty divide. I would say. We'll find out. And it is geographical. And so, you know, next week uh, we're going to have Kenny Cox come in to us. Kenny the Dodge Father Cox. He is... He is the father of pinching from, from, you know, if you've ever seen this guy pinch a dodgeball, I mean, he just hurls those things. I don't think I've seen anyone else throw it quite like he does um, with a pinch. Is he the father of pinching? Okay, real quick. Kenny, Mark, or uh, Glenn Spacer, who's the most terrifying? Pinching? Yes. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, no question. Anyway, so so yeah, I just wanted to later. yeah I just wanted to <laughs> we can talk about that with Kenny next week. I'm sure Kenny will have an answer. Well, of course for that. he'll of course he'll be so, a little biased. I think we'll bring him in next week. Um, I really do want to get into the pinching topic, and it's it's one of those topics. It deserves its whole episode, so we're not going to belabor the the topic here. Please post your comments. Yeah, please let let us know. I I want to know what everyone feels about pinch. This is every time this comes up in a podcast or in a thread. There's like it's like 280 comments on Facebook about pinching. Maybe we can include some for the discussion. So let's let's start this war, Brian or Brian <laughs> <laughs> Brett. <laughs> and so, any more coffee? Yeah. So let us know what you think about pinching. Where where do you stand on the divide? Um, I'm like I said, I'm not anti-pinching, but I am I am a dodgeball purist, and I and I oh. think that the, the I think the correct brand of real dodgeball is without pinching. We'll get into our individual stances. Um, we'll man our battle stations next week. All right. Well, thank you guys, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening. Um, you can't watch us watching. because there's no camera. So it's thank creepy. you for listening to us. If you're watching us, how are you doing that? Uh, we will see you guys next week when we talk to Kenny about pinching. I am excited for that episode. I, I, I'm i ready to get passionate. I, I just see the comments flooding. It's going to be fun. <laughs> everyone have a good week. We will see you next time. Thank you. Okay. All right. No, I'm good. I'm good. Sunshine and rainbows. Here we go.